skate out there. My God, Mike, that was groovy and fresh <laughs> and cool. What was that? Was that was that Victoria Monet? Oh, of course, Frank. <laughs> Frank, Frank, you're not gonna believe this. You're not gonna believe this. I, I got this crazy. This is the craziest story of the year. So we changed all the rules, and in order to win the award, you have to be a gay black person, right? This is for a Grammy, right? For a Grammy. Okay. You're not going to believe what happened. I'm excited for this. Now we have a gay lesbian. We have a, we have a lesbian who's got seven Grammys coming. It's crazy. The most in <laughs> history, Frank. Did they actually change it that you have to be gay and black? No, right? I thought they... Oh, come on. Come dude, on, she, dude. Frank, I'm not trying to be biased here. Listen... That was her most popular <laughs> video on YouTube. 32 million. All right. right. Yeah. Which is not good for songs. Oh, okay. Because you got to think songs you listen to multiple. Like, dude, go type in Justin Bieber. They all have a billion. Right. Because you're listening to it over and over. So she got 32 million. <laughs> and then her next closest is like 4 million. Right? All right. Yeah. And if you think I'm being biased. Uh, this song came out five months ago, has 32 million views. The next recommended song is Lil Uzi Vert. Oh, yeah, he's a popular young fella with the other young fellas. Uh, Just Wanna Rock, 139 million views. That song, though, I, I have to say, Emma and I, when she played that for me for the first time, we because it's only about 90 seconds long, we listened to it, <laughs> maybe, maybe, we probably listened to it about 12 to 13 times over and over again. <laughs> I, I was so amazed that the song existed. The fact that that song is in existence to me is beautiful. I think it won a VMA. I played it on here. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh my God, it's so good. How is this a, it's like, how is this a song? It's incredible. <laughs> this guy changed the game, man. It's so stupid. Changed the game. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, Victoria Monet. That's right. So, is, did, were you aware of her until I sent you that text with the Grammy? Never <laughs> fucking heard Same of her. Dude. That's why I thought it was so great. I I never heard this bitch before. And she got seven Grammys? What's so crazy is you've mocked me over the last year or so, uh, especially when we've done pop music you know, uh, moments, <clears throat> and my knowledge of the current pop scene, you know, because I, I cruise around with Emma, and she plays for me a lot of the modern hits. And so, oh, I believe it's about five-eighths of the three-quarters is. is your taste in music. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. The, the rest of it is my knowledge of French. And so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little too much French for my life. It's, it's a little... Uh, it's a little... A little too much French for shaky. a boy. <laughs> oh, man. But <clears throat> I am exposed daily to a lot of current music that is in the popular sphere there. Never heard of this woman. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Oh, 
Oh, I thought you were going to, like, school me. You never heard of her either? I have never. That's why I sent it to you. I have, until I read that article, I had, what's her name again? Victoria Monet? Victoria Monet. I have. Soon to totally displace Monet the artist. I guarantee you, like. (laughs) Yes. We're, like, two years away from just hearing Monet, and everybody's talking about this bitch instead of. You probably get more of her than you do the artist when you just type in Monet into the Google machine. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) We do our own sound effects on this show, people. Believe it. Uh, Oh, that was a soundboard. Yeah, you're right. No, no, you still get Claude Monet. Good, good. We're still a little bit cultured here. But the Um, first article is, was Claude Claudia? No, I'm just kidding. Oh! oh! (laughs) Excuse me? Yes! You got me good. I totally believe you. You know what's crazy is I fully believed you. It's too it's too believable nowadays. You can't even make that joke. <laughs> I realized I had to come in quick, otherwise you weren't gonna laugh. It was just gonna be like, oh my god. I almost punched my computer screen, actually. That was, was he a tranny? <laughs> they they're doing that with everybody though. Like Shakespeare, they love talking about how Shakespeare was gay. Oh, dude. Abe Lincoln, the tallest, most gargoyle looking president we ever had <laughs> in two hundred and forty years. He was a tranny? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, or even gay, right? Like, I would more believe it if the guy who shot Lincoln was gay because he was an actor. You know, I don't know. I think 1800s gay <laughs> was just different. The pause, you seen the woman of 1800s? <laughs> you brought this up before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, like, when you go to the Middle East, you find out that the men don't consider having sex with your friend gay. You know? All right. Yeah, I'll leave it up to the fellas out there. I think when you live in a world with very ugly women, you know. Oh, good call. All right. Because a lot of places in the Middle East, boys are for pleasure. Women are for procreating. Wow. Yeah. And you are not making that up. You've said this to me many times, and I've done my research. The the uh... camels are for when you're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget about the sheep, my man. Come on. I'm just kidding. You can't fuck a camel. The the goats are the sheep, right? Aren't they? Fuck the goats. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. It's terrible. Well, now I understand why you have such an affinity for the BTO fellas over there from Korea who have been replaced, man. I'm telling you, they're gone, and there's some new version of them. I think the the BTO boys broke up. and No, you get too old. You start to look like a man. You have to start shaving, and they drop you. Yeah. uh, I don't want to feel your stubble on my balls. (laughs) Give me some of those clean face boys. (laughs) <laughs> oh man uh, it's so funny yeah. now you go to Asian for a male prostitute you gotta pay extra for one that's not circumcised they've all <laughs> sold their, so- their foreskins to Hollywood you can blame Sandra Bullock for that one <laughs> that chick is taking them all up man it's crazy <laughs> what kind of world are we living in man so I I don't know, and I, I want to just circle back to the uh, chick we've never heard of. <laughs> the se- like, at least when Beyonce got nominated for seven Grammys, I, had n- I knew who she was, I have heard some of her songs, and I've been hearing about her in the news and from every girl for ten years. And, like, yeah. not Taylor? 
She, she like sold out stadiums around the world and had the highest selling album and the most downloaded songs and is a billionaire off of how much money she made from how popular her music is. But this chick nobody ever heard of has seven, seven Grammys, dude. Dude, I didn't even think about that. Like, what the fuck? And the All same- right, Taylor, we need to do blackface. You need to ditch Travis and get yourself a woman. <laughs> dude, I was so floored by this, like, all right, fine. I didn't even think about that. She made a billion dollars off of her song. That's how popular her music is. That's how good her music was this year to the population. <laughs> like, like, fucking white bitches went bankrupt bringing their daughters. To the, <laughs> we play the clip on here. It's not only that, too. Beyonce had a mega world tour, and she also made a ton of money. Her album sold through the roof. She had tons of music. I heard multiple of her songs. You know, on the radio. I mean, Beyonce is still the queen. You know what I mean? That's right, man. I mean, I, where did this chick come from that no Beyonce is not gay, Frank. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's right. This chick's a lesbian, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's all about checking the freaking boxes, man. Oh, it's so, crazy. It just cracks me up so much at this point. Like, like, for, for those who think we're <laughs> racist, okay, because I know this is two white men. Yesterday, USA Today, the headline is. Who is Victoria Monet, <laughs> songwriter turned seven-time Grammy nominee? Yeah, not even the USA Today knows who you fucking are, man. Seven nominations? Did you read up? I did, and allegedly, and to her credit, from what I understand, she is the pen master of you know many mega hits for some people from some of these artists, such as Beyonce. You know, like a ghostwriter or something. You know. If you look at the writing credits for most of these pop songs, oh, they have, man. it's like Frank. a, pa- yeah, when you're right, you're right. She apparently wrote like hit songs for T.I. Yeah. A lot of people. Ariana Grande. That's right. Dude, who the, f- Chloe X. Hale? That's a, that's a band? This is a rapper? So this isn't the first time in history that, um, there's a really popular one hit wonder from the nineties, I believe. And I, I, I can't remember it offhand, but I'll just stay vague with it. And it, it was similar on the vein of uh, it, it was written by a person who had been big in the industry and wrote a, bu- a bunch of hits and then decided to put out an album. It happens all the time. I mean, Kanye also is a guy who did a lot of you know work for a lot of uh, rappers in the late 90s and early 2000s and then went out and did his own thing. So this, this happens from time to time, but... Uh, you know, seven awards. All right, I guess, man. We just listened to the tune. It was cool, I guess. I don't know. Well, best part about it was the beat, and that's the one thing she didn't do in the song. <laughs> well, if the kids dig it, Mike, that's all that matters, man. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you're right. And if you think about the kids right now, Gen Z or Gen Z's not kids. They're actually entering the working world and don't know how to work, from what I've been reading. But um, whatever's after Gen Z. You know, we read about the statistic a week ago. Gen Z itself, 30% LGBT sandwich community. I can only imagine this new generation more so. Yeah? Come on. Well, the good news is, eventually, if you're straight, you're going to be the minority. And then it's going to be cool to be straight. So it's going to come right back around. Hip to be square, folks. It always... It always comes back around, round and round, round and round and round, people. It always goes back to Huey Lewis and the yeah, News. Yeah, man. That's right. It's hip to be square, and it will be again, and maybe uh, we can move on with our racist, woke ways. 
a lot of people are over with the woke, I gotta say. Uh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the vibe, if you will, which is what the young <sighs> the folks Grammys, like to say. the Grammys, dude. I don't know. Plus, nobody says vibe anymore. Oh, I'm done. I, I gotta, Have I you gotta heard drop of this vibe? new, uh, <laughs> this, the new thing, it slaps? Ooh, it slaps. Uh, I, sound, I sound old just saying that comment. There. I feel like yeah. I said that earlier accidentally. It's like a big thing with like uh and these these kids these days. They'll say like, "Oh, that slaps." Wow, and I'm gonna screw it up with some kids in the real world here. I'm be like, "Hey, kids! Oh, wow, that's looking slappy. Nice job there, fellas. <laughs> I'm hip to be square like you, bro. You guys still saying bro? Or is it bro? If you say if you say that slaps and it's hip to be square in the same sentence, <laughs> you're crossing generations, bro. None of which are yours. But do you bros still say word, word? No, no word. All right, word, word up, word, word, word up to your mother. The best, <laughs> best part is word was short for word to your mother. I know, and word, <laughs> word to your mother is one of the greatest phrases. It's such an insult, man. Word to your <laughs> like, are you implying you fucked my mother? <laughs> I think you are, sir. <laughs> There will be no words to my mother. <laughs> it's why I love Vanilla Ice. Now looking back on him, he had the jacket that said "Word to Your Mother." Yeah, that is where it came from. Ice Ice Baby, huh? It's really funny to like be that bold to wear mm. that outfit, to be that white of a guy with that hair, and to wear on your outrageous outfit. Word to your even- mother. It's fantastic, dude. <laughs> even even after the whole world knows that uh, Suge Knight. Just literally walked up to you as a big black man and said, give me all the rights to your songs, and you did. <laughs> <laughs> you were that scared of a black man that you just gave him all your shit. I don't know. I, I've seen the Vanilla Ice in real life in, in Las Vegas. Not the biggest fella. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's, he's got that average, uh, you know, six-something height, but Suge Knight, from what I understand, is like a mountain of a human being. Yeah, I don't care. Kill me. I'm not signing over my song. Suge Knight has killed people. That's why people are like, okay, here's my rights to the song. <laughs> uh. he, he definitely walked up to him and said, did you see what I did to Tupac? All right, now give me your song. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes, dude. I don't know. Really? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe for some people. I mean, your vanilla ice... I just feel like I'm never going to be in a situation where Suge Knight can do that. You know? Oh, you're right, but you're Vanilla Knight. You're trying to get in cool with those guys. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, also, you, he might... You're putting yourself in that <clears throat> sketchy situation. He may have also had the foresight of, I'm Vanilla Ice. I'm so fortunate, you know, for what has happened to me right now. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to be a one-hit wonder. So I'm going to do the Ice Ice Baby... I'm going to definitely sell, my, sell out and do the Ninja Turtles movie, and then uh, I'll just move to a trailer park in Vegas and gamble my life away. Is that what he did? <clears throat> well, I don't know. He eventually did, like, reality TV and stuff like that. He, you remember he was Dude, on... His, his, <laughs> his best role was in that Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> oh, that's well, my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> yes! What a great fucking movie! So underrated. Yeah, man. That's funny. That's a weird one. Uh, but I, I kind of enjoy that, for, uh, you know, in the Adam Sandler 
Uh, dude, 2012. For those that don't know, the lineup: Adam Sandler, Andy Sandberg, uh, Leighton Meester. I don't know her either, but you would know if you saw her. She's really hot. All right. Uh, Susan Sarandon, Will Forte. (laughs) How does? You know what? It must be just a blast to go make an Adam Sandler movie, and so people, when they get the call from him, they're like, "Yes, definitely. I'll come in. I'll come." To yes. your vacation getaway resort where you're filming all your movies because he films all his movies and resorts <laughs> and like yes. you know and they're just like yes thank you and you just hang out for a month with the funniest people on the planet. I forgot who was saying it. Uh, I know Bobby Lee was in the conversation, but I forgot who he was talking to. I think it was David Spade. Oh yeah, but uh, I think it was yeah, it definitely was David Spade because they were talking about how like Adam Sandler. He like decides to make a movie apparently, and then he'll just call all of his buddies. I knew it. Yes, and be like, "Do you want to be in this movie?" And then like, even if you're like Bobby, uh, if you're like Bobby Lee, who doesn't, you just want to do like a little thing. He'll just write you in as like the desk clerk at the hotel, <laughs> and then you go there and you spend all that time like hanging out with everybody and like you know. And you're in, in Hawaii every, or like the in Bahamas. Hawaii, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Always in a great place, yes. like the Bahama. Dude, they were the way they were talking about it, like literally what you think Adam said. He's like one of those rare guys where what you want him to be is actually who he is. I, I fully you know? believe it, man. He he seems like one of the good ones, honestly. Just because he did his own thing and went his own route and you know, people mocked him and he, he gets a lot of ridicule. So he seems like he's on his own little Island, if you will. I forgot what who it was. Was it Robert De Niro? So one of these big actors was in one of his movies, and this guy was talking about how uh, it had to be David Spade, where he was talking about how he was like, uh, "I can't believe you got him in the movie." And Adam Sandler said, "Yeah, I didn't even have a role for him, <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't believe he actually said yes." <laughs> I'm going to assume uh, Al Pacino, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember who it was. I got to like go back and listen to it. it was oh, a long that's good, that's good ago, stuff, but... man. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's what I would assume. And his movies seem like that, you know? Films it in nice locations. And wouldn't we all do the same thing, really? You know, why would yeah. you want to go off and do this, like, bizarre thing where you're method acting and nobody can talk to you or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And you're you're pissed off the whole time and being serious like that that's shitty that's a shitty work environment like i wouldn't want to work with people like that no Uh, you know what I heard the other day? I'm excited. Uh, you know Reese Witherspoon is worth like half a billion dollars? All right. Right on, man. Do you know how she did it? I'm, I have no idea, actually. It's crazy, right? Cause, like, so she started doing this thing, I guess, a long time ago where uh, if you're a writer, she will publish your book. And get it out there. But then she has first dibs on the movie rights. Oh, nice, man. And so that's why some of, like, some of these movies that she's done, uh, you know, that come from books, 
She's done some TV shows, too. Emma's been a fan of some of her stuff recently, actually. Like, on, on the Apple Plus. Apple Plus. But plus, there's stuff that she's, you know, she's on there as a producer, but didn't actually, she wasn't in it, that you don't know about. They're like, she, it's because she has the rights to the story. That's awesome, man. Yeah, she made, and like, everybody talks about, like, some, because I saw it because people were complaining. Because some people are saying they got ripped off, but then everybody else is like, yeah, but nobody would have ever known your story if it wasn't for her. You know? Oh, yeah, right. So you got the money from the book sales, you know what I mean? You got something you never would have had, and then she took the movie rights. It's never enough. It's never enough. People always want more, right? It's greed, man. That's what's driving us. And That's if- why if you want to buy the Dude Man podcast, 100 mil. <laughs> and it's funny, though, like... You're right on the money. You know, Reese Witherspoon's name made your book happen to begin with. Otherwise, like, your mom and her, like, and 30 people in your neighborhood would have read it. You know, (laughs) all of a sudden, you see Reese Witherspoon make millions of dollars off the movie, and you're like, oh, where's my cut of the pie? Like, you already got it, man. You got the cut of the pie. You got $200,000 for writing a piece of shit book that nobody was going to (laughs) read. That's what I'm saying. Imagine getting two hundred grand for a book you wrote. That's the fu- that is the jackpot. That's the American dream. Like that's oh. it. You could just you keep a, doing that. You wrote a book in a country at a time when we're graduating a class where forty percent of the people can't read. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? The high school graduating class this year, forty percent can't read. It is a wild idea to be writing books at a time where most people can't read one. Yeah, that's what I mean. Who's reading books? And, you know, books hold the ultimate knowledge, truly. Anything digital can be manipulated. So, really, if you are hell-bent on being a totalitarian, authoritarian dictatorship, you want to make sure that the populace can't read. Right. And so you start by having all the firemen burn the books. And nobody will know because nobody's read that story before in a book. <laughs> yeah, man. You don't need this you know, book. We got it on your iPhone there. You can read it there. We've blocked out all the no, stuff that'll audio. make you think. Everybody oh, right. does the audio books. Audio, yeah. Yeah. Wow, really? Is that the big way people are consuming their books these days? Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Man, I love reading a book. I love holding it in my hand and just diving in and getting that blue screen away from my brain, dude. I can't remember the last time I read a book. Get into a book. I'll, I'm going to send you one. I'm mailing you one right now, actually. It's going to happen after the show. I want to spend the next four months <laughs> reading about the bushes. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to send you chaos. You're going to love it. You will love it. It's tough. I'll, a lot of conspiracy. I'm going to send you that in Brave New World. I'm gonna re re. I purchased Brave New World. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get get back into it. I haven't uh, checked it out in a long time. But, What's that uh, one? Brave New World. Uh, Aldous uh, Huxley, I believe. Uh, he. <clears throat> I was listening to Alex Jones talk about how it is a detailed uh, blueprint, essentially, for how the elites want our society to be run, and how that's where we're going towards, and kind of like um you know the the mm. digital id and everything and the sedation of society 
they're about to legalize marijuana and everything. You know, they want us stoned out of our minds and just, you know, docile and retarded, man. Uh, didn't, man, we had the argument. I told you it's the worst thing they ever did was legalize weed. Well, I saw Elizabeth Warren out there cheering for weed and I, John Hickenlooper here in Colorado posting stuff on the X about uh, getting the weed out there to the world. And I was just like, man, you know, weed was cool when, like, I thought you guys on the establishment were against it. Yeah. But if you're into it, if the establishment, if the machine is into the weed, man, it's maybe it's time to get out because uh, they're doing something to it or they're they're making money off of something that's bad for you. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Actually, I I haven't really been smoking. I've been getting into the edibles. Oh, man. Edibles dangerous territory, dude. I uh, slip into comas almost instantaneously. You what? I slip into a coma. Basically, uh, the second I eat one. Oh, uh, dude. I, I ate two, and then, like, 30 minutes later, I was talking to a guy. <laughs> and, like, literally, he was, mi- like, in the middle of us of a saying something, and in my head, it was like a movie scene where, in my head, I was like, oh, man, you're way too stoned for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so funny, dude. That is I was awesome. like having whole conversations in my brain, like while people were talking to me. Wow, two stone. That's um, that's on another level. You're basically tripping at that point. Uh, it was tough, but it's nice because you could like dose it out if you do it right. You know, you do a little, you know, ten mil in the morning, ten mil at lunch. Good to go. Good to go, dude. Yeah. Well, uh, the weed's playing funny trickery on the brain there, especially when you take the edibles, Mike. We got to talk about it, man. Did you see it on the docket when it comes to doing some trickery on the brain? Come on, bro. Uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Elon Musk announcing his company Neuralink has successfully implanted a chip. In a- I hope everyone combed their hair, spread a little <laughs> banaka. Good thing I trimmed the beard. Dave Muir, you got a nice tan for this one. He's looking good. Human brain. Patients will I don't use know. The Dave's chip looking to old these days. Computer- well, you know Dave, Mike. Come on. He's an animal. He's, an animal. Right. He's getting old. That animal's getting a little old. It takes know. a lot out of you, man. It's a lot of stress, dude, to be an animal all the time. <laughs> Beating up your gay lover and all that. You know? <laughs> Smartphones. What this could potentially mean for patients with paralysis after strokes, accidents, and diseases, including ALS. Here's ABC's Will Reeve tonight. They're going to need a lot of these Neuralinks for these strokes after everybody got the uh, booster shots last year. You see how this all works together? <laughs> Well, I love, yeah. And who really can afford this? Nobody. I mean, it's trial phase. Uh, I Personally, I kind of think this is pretty cool for people with the disabilities and all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? And who have had all these freak accidents and stuff happen to them where, uh, you know, imagine if Christopher Reeve was still around and he could be Superman yeah. again, right? That's how it's done. Dude, think about the Tommy John surgery, right? Oh, I know the Tommy John surgery. Oh, yeah. It used to just be a way for, like, professional pitchers, maybe college, to fix their arm. Now you have high schoolers electing to get it. And they get it twice, actually. You ha- now in the pros, most pros have had it twice, I believe, is, is how you, you know, enter the echelon of seasoned pitcher. Yeah, so how far away, <laughs> how far away are we from, like, 
oh, we got this fake eyeball, but it's actually better than your eyeball. And then people are just going and getting it implanted. This is why I cannot believe there was all this hoopla about Blade Runner doing the Olympics. Yeah, but that... You see what I'm saying? We have to embrace at some point the idea that we are successful at bringing together these technologies with the human biology, man. You know, and by, you just said it yourself right there. What was the evolution of baseball, right? How did we get to a point where uh, fat-ass Babe Ruth can pitch nine innings and just throw, like, probably 65, 70 miles an hour back in that day? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Striking dudes out, whatever. It didn't matter because they could barely hit the ball. Like, now they're, they're pitching. Well, that wasn't an evolution. That was one giant step. We let black people play. <laughs> <laughs> actually they changed the ball they went from the dead ball to the but either way uh yeah. my, my point <laughs> well, being they, is they let black people play you know in the 80s and stuff they you know nolan ryan he he was striking dudes out in the 80s and 90s now these pitchers dude they're pitching 100 miles per That's hour crazy. okay so what happened what happened now right well you're right we're, we're we're doing these surgeries when they're young, so we're basically creating superhumans surgically to be able to perform at these extremely elevated levels so that way without injuring themselves, this guy can pitch 100 miles an hour 92 times in a day. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and how far are we from, like, they're just going to give him a fake arm? Well, what kind of surgeries then, if you think about, you know we could eventually get to a place where LeBron could have his new knees put in and it's, you know, he's breaking everybody's, he's breaking his own (laughs) records from 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine LeBron's hairline 20 years from now? He's going to have a fro. (laughs) They're going to have to do an intermission every quarter just to repaint his hairline. (laughs) With our, with our technology, it's going to be incredible, man. Uh, I think this is going to be good. I think it's going to help a lot of people, but I think it's just Ozempic helped a lot of people, and then now the rich people are just taking advantage of it. Ozempic's going to be bad, though. Come on. We, we know it just by using our own eyes and looking at these people on TV. They all look really weird with their heads and their shrunken oh, bodies, man. It's almost like um, the voodoo shrunken skull thing going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then all these guys that like have <laughs> hair plugs, like now you're like skinny dead face with this <laughs> replanted forest on your head. And it, it just looks <laughs> terrible. It's really, it's rough out there for these celebrities, man. I'm telling you, they're, they got suckered into using <laughs> all these horrible, you know, cosmetic modern age technologies. And I, I don't think it's going to work out in the end. You know, like I, I, I literally <laughs> on my uh, on my Tinder profile, I just have my picture next to a picture of uh, who's, who's that late night guy, Seth Seth Green. Oh yeah, Seth, Seth Myers. Myers. Yeah, yeah. No matter how bad I look naturally, it's better than this alien looking <laughs> thing over here. Jeez, I literally think he looks like something <laughs> off of uh, I don't even know, man. That guy off, off of Rick and Morty or something. Some like alien from a different dimension. <laughs> Uh, Seth Myers, man, we caught a glimpse of him the other day, and it was a, com- I think, a commercial advertising his show. And it, man, he has completely at this point 
just the hair color's a little off. He has become Donald Trump. Oh, 100%, dude. And I'm not I exaggerating. Give up the hair. Dude, no, the tan. I kick it over the orange skin, dude. Yeah, the tan, the hair. Dude, the hair is just, I can't stop looking at it. I, know. I like really no, want to know, know how much time. I want to be a fly on the wall and just watch him do his hair preparation, dude. My fa- I tell this stuff all the time. I think my favorite part about this is you, bald man, obsession with Seth Meyers and whatever the hell he's doing with his hair on uh, his head obsessed. right now. It's, it's a jungle. It is really crazy. He has it going in some really wacky directions, and it's just really funny because he spent – the last eight years, which just blew my mind when I thought about it, it's been eight years people have been obsessed with Donald Trump. Keep that in mind. Wow. Yeah. That is nearly a decade of, a, an, of an obsession for people like Rob Reiner and the maniacs at Morning Joe and anyone uh, in, in the uh, Late Night Jimmy's crew. I mean, that is a long time to be obsessed with one guy. It really is, and they yeah, may. It's hard to keep people like <laughs> entertained with that, you know. But they spent Seth Meyers spent eight years mocking Donald Trump for his looks, just like the rest of the Jimmies. And Seth Meyers now looks just like Donald Trump. He's got the orange skin, the fake tan, and the the implants with the hair going in all these wild and wacky directions to mimic natural hair. Just like Trump does, you know. Uh, the only difference is Trump admits it. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I got a fake tan, and uh, my hair's all messed up because my wife uh, made me get those plugs." And I fucked that porn star. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, dude, he looks so weird. Yeah, I am obsessed with people's hair. Just, just so you guys all out there, all, all you guys out there with the hair plugs. Just so you know, uh, everybody's laughing at you a little bit. But then the bald guys in the room, they're really laughing at you, you know? I don't know. I don't think I have a radar for the, the plug situation going on. And Is it a bald guy thing? Well, maybe, you know it yeah. it's, it's like It's like a radar, not even a radar, but it's just like you're instantly drawn to it, and it's just like you feel bad for him. Because, you know, I went through the insecurity, still do, and it's like, to be so insecure that, uh, you, you know, you got to go. I, I was telling this uh, young guy the other day. He, he was making fun of this other kid. He's like, dude, you really think you're, like, this hot shot? You think you're so beautiful and, like, women love you? Dude, shave your head. Shave your head in your face and go walk around as a bald monk. <laughs> you know? Wow. You're going to realize you're ugly because you're ugly on the inside. And then once you shaved your head and all that, now you're ugly on the outside, too. Hey, now. Yeah, that is deep, man. Absolutely. But if you're, you know, if you're always ugly on the outside, I don't know. It's just, I'm not saying all the ugly guys are beautiful on the inside, but, (laughs) you know, you think you're, you know, you think you're Mr. Don Juan over there. Go shave your head, shave your face, go completely bald, and go try to pick up a chick. You know, see if they go for your personality, or is it just because you're six one and have a good head of good head of hair? You know, I have no idea what it is. Uh, you know, I'm 
as a fellow with hair, I lacked the confidence many times in my day. You know what I mean? I, I think, um, uh, though, I, I just don't have that radar for the plugs. I, I don't know why. And I was just thinking about how everything retro is will eventually come back. You know, we, go, we do the round around there. Uh, I look forward to the return of toupees. They've been kind of out of style for a while. And uh, I like a good toupee. You know? Dude, I had a conversation with this girl about that because she's a black black female. She yeah. Wears, uh, wigs, she wears the wigs. Yeah, wigs are huge hip. in the black community. Absolutely. They're very, very hip in the black community. And, I, you know, I'm okay with a wig. I, I dig it. And, you know. No, but I, not even the girls. Did you hear about this dude, this thing the dudes do where it, like, they sew in the wig? Wow, that is, that's some dedication, my man. No, no, like, they, like, tie it into your hair. Oh, right on. Nice. So it's, like, it's, like, legit, they'll glue it on and then tie it into your hair, so it's, like, it's legit in. All right, man, yeah. Yeah. I saw this black guy, great hair. I found out it was uh, one of these sodent deals. Wow, I was watching some basketball the other night. And there were a few fellas on the floor that I actually was kind of admiring the hairline, like how perfect it was and and full. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was pretty wild. And I, I was, uh, you know, it didn't quite have the Carlos Boozer effect. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, you've seen I remember everybody remembers Carlos Boozer doing <laughs> the spray, but it, oh, we call him the Black Seth Meyer. But it, there was kind of <laughs> there was this um uncanny valley going on do you know what i'm saying where i'm like it yes. doesn't look like real hair right i don't know yeah no it's true you'll see guys like sometimes they'll have those th- those like braids but it almost looks like a rope oh yeah yes yeah. yes Sony. that's exactly yeah. what okay so they sew that into yeah. the real hair been oh, wow man yeah and that's that's never- interesting stuff i had no idea yeah, me neither. But I was uh, discussing with the the female about how I can't. I, I wish a white man could culturally appropriate the black female hmm. wig situation. I think our day is coming, and I look forward to it. Actually, uh, I I've always there's several hairstyles that I've never been able to have myself. I shall sew them in and enjoy my time. <laughs> like what, man? You're so privileged. You don't even know. <laughs> I call that hair privilege. <laughs> and, and just such an ableist comment, Frank. You haven't had hairstyles? What about me? <laughs> you know, you know I privilege. remember you've had some hairstyles. Yeah, I enjoyed it when I had it. You got to. Yeah, you absolutely have to do what you can when you got it. Uh, and for all the gentlemen out there, no matter your age, if you're... You know, rocking the dew still in the 30s and 40s, your time will come. You can guarantee it. I mean, it eventually, you know, the father time comes for us all, and it eventually uh, pulls and plucks all the hairs it upon is our like heads. It's like the man. one thing that just like <laughs> crosses all racial boundaries. Yeah, dude, it hits like everybody. There is no ethnicity that like none of them go bald. No, everybody you know? ages and go goes bald. It's just some faster than others. It's all it is, man. So uh, Native Americans, man, I've never seen a bald Native American. 
Right, and I, I was thinking too. A lot of the Hispanics don't they uh, don't they have that full head of hair? See, I was thinking that too. Maybe that has to do with like the Spaniard blood versus the native blood, because you'll right. get the guys that are looking a little more native, and they got the thick, thick hair. Like the hairline goes down to the eyebrows. You know? <laughs> like when they're sixty, that shit receded to the forehead. You know. <laughs> I say that out of out of pure jealousy. Yes, I understand. No, I, yeah, I, I could tell. It's not insulting. I'm jealous. <laughs> Mine receded to my back. Well, speaking of uh, outrageous cosmetic surgeries, uh, Nancy Pelosi was doing the rounds this weekend, and I got a little snippet of her uh, speaking some fantastical insanity that combines everything you can imagine. Uh, I think she squeezes in some BLT sandwich group, but she definitely throws in the uh, the Palestine protesters and Vladimir Putin and I think some MAGA crowd. She- <laughs> She was also. She hit the whole buffet. (laughs) She also hit half a bottle of vodka before she went on to the show because this clip is pure gold, baby. They're in front of my house all the time. So I. I... Oh, yeah. So a group of pro Palestine Mm. Gaza protesters ambushed Nancy Pelosi's house. So a group of Democrats, uh, you know, kind of went at her in her driveway and you know, made a big spectacle out of it. And so she's addressing that and then addressing, you know, kind of just this whole protest situation going on in the country, you know, the blocking of the roads and all that jazz. Uh, She's going to explain away why this is all happening. They're in front of my house all the time. And and she's wasted. Wasted, So I I, I have a feeling for what feelings they have, but we have to think about what we're doing. (laughs) And what we have to do is try to stop the suffering and gossip. This is women and children, people who don't have a place to go. So let's address that. But for them to call for a ceasefire is Mr. Putin's message. Mr. Putin's. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Make no mistake, this is directly connected to what he would like to see. Same thing with Ukraine. It's about Putin's message. I think some of I'll do it for you here. Uh, I got it right. right, right, What is she talking about? I want another glass of whatever Miss Pelosi had before she came on the set, please. Protesters are spontaneous and organic and sincere. Frank, remember what I said earlier about like halfway through the conversation, realizing I was too high to be in the conversation? Yes. It was a lot like this. Oh, (laughs) so she's taking the same edibles as you. Yeah. That makes sense. She's she started ca- tripping midway through the sentence. You can see. I mean, she's a California girl. Who could blame her, right? Come on, man. So the ceasefire in Israel is Putin's message? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So all the protesters that are being obnoxious and blocking traffic and, you know, going up to her and accosting her in her driveway, they, they're being influenced by Putin. See, this is why Nancy is too old. You know why? She can't keep up with the times. No, no, no. In, two, in 2022, we blamed everything on Putin. But we've moved on from that, you know? That's right. 
Yeah. Remember we... 2022, everything that happened was Putin's fault? You're right. Like uh, the high gas prices and uh, the Nord Stream pipeline bombing. Nord which Stream was pipeline, the blockage in the canal. The dam exploding. The dam. Everything was Putin, Frank. Your That's high right. prices, the unemployment. It was Putin. Yes. You know? So uh, who's, who's the boogeyman now? Donald Trump. Yeah, that's right. Right, right, right. Yeah, so Nancy hasn't kept up with the times. You're supposed to be blaming Donald. She's drunk, and she's just relying on old <laughs> habits. Yeah. You know, you kind of she's coasting through this one, and she's been caught off guard is what I think. I love this, man. I love the idea of blaming... You, you know that the Democrat situation with the Palestinian protesters is very bad for their image. Right, like oh, yeah. they're kind of, uh, dude. One of the largest donors for Harvard pulled out. I know. No, the Democrats are supposed to be like uh, the pro, the pro Israel side, so they're in a bit of a bind here. And uh, I, I just find the tightrope walking by Miss Nancy Pelosi uh, to be fantastic. And you know her ability to do it while under the influence in this way is, uh, you know, impressive. Oh, good call. They asked her about Jews and Palestinians, and she just started talking about Putin. It's, she's a she's a master. That's a genius move. Absolutely, wow. dude. And, like, uh, and you're just left wondering, like, what did that drunk just say about Putin? What's going on? Here? <laughs> How did we end up talking about Putin, man? <laughs> What are that drunk bag of bones with nice tits say? <laughs> oh, yeah. Amazing tits on that bag of bones. And she pulled out her phone at the end of the interview, and it was Zelensky. And he said, "We need his money for sleeves, and <laughs> cocaine, and hookers. <laughs> we need money, so our hookers go to Nancy's surgery." <laughs> You know, there's a lot of bad info coming out of Ukraine with the embezzling of a lot of the money we sent there. And I noticed something today. We have completely forgotten about Ukraine. You who? Yeah, man. <laughs> you too. Yeah. Give me a bottom. Uh, all that corruption in Ukraine. It's almost like I really wish somebody in a high office would just make, I don't know, a perfect phone call. <laughs> <laughs> To, fi to figure out what's going on in Ukraine, you know? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Only could find somebody. Somebody that has a tendency of making perfect phone calls. Yeah. Dude, there's no Ukraine. It's not happening anymore. We have completely forgotten about it. It's so funny. Uh, oh, I can't talk about it. Do you want, but Nancy's... Oh, I think we're about, <laughs> we're about to invade Taiwan if World War III doesn't start. Because we, we just need everybody to talk about something other than Ukraine. Other than the border. Dude, World War III absolutely is going to start. I've been reading a lot about Taiwan. China seems like they're pretty much going to invade at any moment. And uh, this Middle East situation out of control. But we need Nancy Pelosi to tell us about <laughs> what the real deal is on the world scene here, man. Spontaneous and organic and sincere. Some, I think, are connected uh, to Russia. And I say that having looked at this for a long time now, as you, you know. You think some not. of these protests are Russian plants? I think they're plants. I think some financing should be investigated. And I want to ask the, the uh, uh, FBI to investigate that. But apart from that, let's just say it's all spontaneous 
and sincere. I say it's all spontaneous and sincere. Young people care about the right to choose. They care about LGBTQ issues. They care about preserving the planet. They care about gun violence uh, prevention. That's what they tell us. They care about our democracy. And I thought we were talking about Putin are- and Palestine. You're bringing up goddamn climate change and LGBTQ rights. So I was thinking about how the Democrats pulled a great play when it comes to Jan 6. They built up this momentum behind the MAGA movement and they perpetrated the event spot on, right? They had the cameras ready. They had all the key players in the right positions to get it going. Now I'm looking at what's happening now. This Palestine thing and the protesting, maybe it's being orchestrated from the right. And maybe the right is playing a little bit of the same game and kind of pumping a little bit of action that way, right? I think both were orchestrated by China through TikTok. Beautiful. I love it. I mean, right? I don't know. I was just thinking that the coordinated efforts of these Palestinian protests and how they're really bad for the Democrats. It, you know what I mean? It, it's, Dude, uh, have you seen the a, video of the alligators frozen? I have not, dude. No? No, I have not. Okay, well, everybody, everybody, Frank is not a man who's on TikTok. That's right. It's my new, uh, it's my new thing. Are you on the TikTok? No, but you know how, like, sometimes on YouTube shorts, you'll get, like, a, like the TikTok vids? You get a lot of TikTok on the shorts, actually, yeah. A lot of them. And one of them happened to be this uh, video of uh, alligators freezing, right? And where, so, where are they freezing? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, like these lakes freeze, and the like in the video you see the alligator. They know the water's freezing, so they just stick their nose out the water, and then they go into like this comatose state. They lower all their like you know, blood pressure and everything. And then they just kind of freeze with the water with their nose out so they could still breathe slow. Wow. Right? But the whole point is, I've been doing it for like maybe three weeks now. Like somebody will tell me something crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And I'll be like this. In my head, I'm like, this, this is crazy. This can't be true. I don't think it's true. And I'll be like, dude, that's crazy. You know what that reminds me of? I don't know why, but it just made me think of this video I saw about... Uh, if you've seen this thing about alligators freezing, and 100% of the time they'll be like, oh my God, yeah, and then they start talking about it, and then you know right there that's a TikToker. And somebody who's influenced in a specific way. Oh, and the, the, every time. And TikTok is pushing you into a certain group. Even... It's actually, it's not pushing you into one or the, it's, it's pushing you into one or the other. It's using its algorithms, like even if you're slightly right, it's going to push you extreme. And if you're slightly left, it's going to push you extreme. Sure, yeah, because it's going to keep hedging you in that direction, and the more you are into something, you can, yeah, but... So you're saying if you're into stupid, it's going to take you to extreme stupid. Which is most America. 
which is most Americans now that I think <laughs> about it. Have you seen America? I was trying to think outside of politics, right? I was thinking like, okay, there's extreme right, there's extreme left, but what are other extremes that could be troubling? Well, what if you're extremely stupid? <laughs> right? And then and then you get on TikTok and you just and it just takes you down that road of extreme stupidity. You know, they say there's nothing more dangerous than stupid people because they don't know they're stupid. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, but when I've never really thought about that, how in reality, most people are not political and don't pay attention to what's happening in politics. Most people don't even vote, which is why, unfortunately, politics are swayed so easily by minority groups. Uh, But like (laughs) to think that, you know, most people just pay attention to the pop culture, the Taylor Swift or the sports the Travis Kelsey, and now we've merged the two together. Merge them together. We have created a super highway of stupidity for people to just blaze down endlessly on TikTok forever. Yeah. And now- You don't have to learn anything. (laughs) And then you think you're really smart because now you know alligators freeze in the winter. (laughs) Yeah, like what? I had no idea what you are talking about, So you get to walk around thinking that you have like this infinite (laughs) knowledge- like, no, you're, not, you're an idiot. This is what China wants you to see. That's crazy stuff, man. <clears throat> I like where your head is at with that. And yeah, China definitely, but America, in a lot of ways, bought and sold by China. Just take a look at that John Cena apology video. Oh, no, that's what, dude, yes, for sure. So, major players, the good, major The good elites. thing is, they bought it in yen, and the yen is worthless, so. It is. <laughs> crazy that their economy is crashing like it is it's the only one crashing faster than ours well i personally i i called this a while back actually i kept saying that there's something up with china that they're lying about their economy and you know everybody's all about china right and now all of a sudden it seems like it's a house of cards and it's pretty much just an oppressive state that killed a bunch of people and enslaved the rest yeah but that's how you make it to the top <laughs> That's right. Speaking of which, if we win World War Three, you think we can declare the three peat? Yeah, I think we can make some hats. We could definitely three peat, yeah, right? That's a three peat. <laughs> I'll smoke a cigar on that one. <laughs> I have faith in America. I I think America still has, you know, we we got it still. I I really do believe. No, unless we're bought and sold. <laughs> I I, <laughs> which we might be. I mean, no, everybody... I really, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think we, depending on who, if there was World War and countries were forced to pick a side, depending on which countries decide to go against us, I don't think we could survive against. Like, if China and Saudi Arabia go together, I don't think we could beat that. I was reading Democracy Now! the other day, and she did a little segment on a grouping of these seven obscured uh, African countries who uh, were trying to get together and form their own like West African alliance, and it all fell apart. And um, unfortunately... Like seven of the nine or whatever it was. was, It was like nine out of nine heads executed or suicided. No, uh, all nine countries had recently experienced coup d'etats in the last year. (laughs) 
And so unfortunately, it destabilized negotiations and everything fell apart. And I read it, I'm like, no, nah, you know, we're still kind of a world power when you really think about it. Like, we, we, we got our finger on the pulse, I think. You know, we're destabilizing nine African countries in a year without even sweating it, man. No, but it, it's funny and we laugh about it. But nothing would bring us together more as a people than if somebody tried to do that to us. And we just did that to nine countries. Yeah, man. So I, I think, you know what I mean? We've, we've united worlds that would never agree on anything. And we've we united them under just the idea that they hate America. That's a good call. Yeah, a lot of people out there do not so, like America. And I don't and it think... it was okay when we had a badass fighting force, but now we got a bunch of fucking trannies running. I know. It's, it's a rough scene in the military forces right now. Uh, they're going to have to do a call to arms at some point. I believe we are due, without a doubt, for a big campaign of be all that you oh, can you be. be. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> If you go, you might as well go all the way and go airborne, baby. Yeah, man. Uh, the call to arms may happen soon. I'm telling you, this one seemed a little weird to me, Mike. Like, uh, I don't think they could pull off the, the grandiose false flag in America a la 9-11, but I think they're going to do these rink-a-dink little bombers. Oh, they're letting these attacks happen. Exactly. They let this attack happen just, in Georgia. Just like they, the Houthi attacks. Absolutely, man. They know they could sacrifice soldiers and... You know, nobody will really care enough to question the government, but it'll spark some, some kind of, uh, you know, patriotism that. Oh no, Lindsey Graham will get his panties all in a bunch, and he'll get all red faced, and he'll he'll do a bunch of screaming, and everybody eventually will join in the hoorah if we, you know, kill enough soldiers out there, and you know, we gotta. Lindsey Graham needs to cut some checks. All right. You know, Lindsey Graham needs to be on the front line if we go to war. Because that little <laughs> f- is the one that got us there. You're going to be on that fucking front line, Mr. Hero. Mr. Fucking Hero. He's banging the drums, dude. I've seen him all over TV. Oh, he is on every channel. He's been doing channel, it ever since man. fucking Putin invaded Ukraine. This motherfucker <laughs> wants World War Three. All right, f- you're on the front line. <laughs> Lord, you're going to oh. lead us in the fucking first charge over the hill, you. Ha <laughs> ha